Hey guys, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor doing a lunchtime podcast. Thought I would do some voicemails at the beginning of this. And the first, I've got a couple from Che Webster. So uh, let's hear what you got to say, Che. Hey Tim, Che Webster, Roleplay Rescue. Just uh, listening to your you know, Don't Like a Game, Think About Traveller. Um, and you know what, man? I get it. I completely get it. And you know what? I'm a huge fan of Traveller. I have been for many years, but I've never managed to get a decent game off the ground. And I'll tell you why. I absolutely know why. It's the Alexandrian put his um, his finger on it a while ago. The game structures are incomplete, dude. Basically, um, you know, you've got um, a great character creation system, great little mini game, loads of mini games for creating if you're a GM. But when it comes to play, um, there just isn't a consistent and good enough kind of structure um, for play that is is complete. And I think as Jim, there is work to be done if you're going to deliver that game. Anyway, man, thanks for your honesty. I really appreciate hearing from you. And uh, hey, game on. You know what? I think you've definitely hit uh, on something with that, Jay, because I, you know, I haven't really had enough experience to, to really get a feel for the game. But I think that has something to do with it. Definitely the... It's got some nice generation tables and creation um, additions to the game. But as far as the rules, yeah, it, it just is very wanting. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play it some more. Uh, last night I actually talked to the GM and he and I kind of talked for probably a half hour late last night just to kind of clear up some plot details and um, just to give me a, a, a foothold in exactly what's going on. Because when I was during the game, you know, there's this kind of mystery going on and then there's the whole background of the traveler. And when you don't know either one of those, when they're, even though they're talking English, I'm not understanding anything they say because I don't have any reference points to grab a hold of so what I'm doing is I don't have I don't have the traveler rules at all um, and I'm really not interested in getting them but the background I am so I can just have a feel for it and I have an old GURPS traveler uh, I think it's the third edition GURPS traveler book and I'm gonna read through that and get some of the background GM said that it would probably be a good, you know, that would probably help explain some of the stuff and give me. So I am going to continue on with the game, see if I can figure it out. And the pro, and he, the other problem of it is, is I'm kind of put in a leadership role. Well, I should be, you know, I should kind of know a lot more than I do if I'm in a leadership role because the guy that I've been kind of uh, asked to play is more of a black ops guy. Well, if you're a black ops guy, then you got to know more than normal person a lot of times. So, and, uh, so yeah, so just trying to get my feel for it and go from there. Uh, Che has another voicemail. Uh, let me grab that one. Hey Tim, it's Che from Roleplay Rescue. Just, uh, really struck by that comment you made, um, uh, about prepared adventures and how, you know, you have less brain power than you used to because, you know, work kind of saps the life right out of you. Um, and all the energy, you know, and and I kind of think, wow, that's such a simple and yet incredible insight. And just want to thank you for it, really. Um, yeah, I think I need to talk about that 
uh, on my podcast too, this whole kind of, you can supplement your brain power with a set of pre-prepared material, a good module or whatever. So thanks for that one, Tim. And thanks for just that stupidly simple, but incredibly deep insight. Cheers, dude. And thanks again, Che, for calling in. I appreciate it. And then to anybody who's not listening to Che, shame on you. He's got a fantastic podcast, uh, Role Playing Rescue. Definitely one of my favorite uh, podcasts right now. Really enjoying that one a lot. Uh, yeah, I have to say that uh, <laughs> it's funny that you say stupidly simple because that's about sometimes how I am. Um, with a lot of things, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm, I was preparing for a game for this week and actually last week. And I get caught in these modes where I'm sitting at my computer. I, you know, have my cup of coffee or bottle of water or, and I got my maps drawn out and, got my word presser going and and uh just just kind of getting ready to groove it's like it's like you're getting ready to you just got your guitar you got your amp set up you got whatever set up and you're just ready to just kind of jam for a while you know you're you're just gonna but then you go to hit the strings or you hit the keyboard and nothing and it's not writer's block it's something it's it's just that mental exhaustion that sometimes you get now, it comes in ways for me uh right now it's just been real difficult because of the the clientele that i'm dealing with is very uh demanding and difficult so i am constantly problem solving for people who don't want their problems solved even though you know they will be stuck out in negative 10 weather so so then it just falls on to me so that gets really exhausting. But if what I used to do, what one of the techniques in writing that I used a long time ago, and I don't remember where I learned this at, but it's funny they actually used the same technique on Finding Forrester, a, a movie, a really, you know, good movie with uh, Sean Connery. And it's a, it's where you take something off the shelf, like a book or a story or something that you like, and you just start writing it um, word for word. You just you just sit down and you're basically just copying it. But then somewhere along the line, you start making your own stuff to it. So like, say you have a you know beginning of, a, the first thing that comes to mind, Catcher in the Rye. And you and uh, Holdfield, Holden, whatever his name is, I forgot, William, what is it? Holden something, whatever, whatever his name is. It's been so long since I read it. Uh, and then pretty soon you just start going on your own and it just it's it's sort of a primer to get your your uh, creative creativity going. Sometimes what I you know for gaming stuff I'll use like different props like I just got the GM tarot cards which are interesting but there's I I'm, I have to say the biggest flaw in those things while the content may be good I can't read the damn things the the the, the font's too small and then you have the background pictures, which, so you got like a dark font on a dark background picture on some of it, and it just makes it miserable to try to read. Uh, it's like I need 
a magnifying glass and a um, really bright, bright light. So the, it's so. So while I like the cards, they if I, if I can't use them, they don't do me any good. So I if I want to use them, I have to go out of my way to do it. But I'll use props like that, or you know, I've got what was Rory's dice. I got a shit ton of those things, and then I also have regular tarot cards. I probably have like 20, 30 decks of tarot cards because I really, I, I love tarot cards. Don't um, I don't ever use them, but. Uh, I use them, you know, not, I don't use them as what their probably purpose is, but I use them for inspiration. I've kind of uh, structured a few series of adventures around different cards. But, uh, yeah, so that's it, guys. Uh, let's see who we got next. I'm not sure. We'll both be surprised. We'll all be surprised. Hey, Tim, and Shane. So I think it's perfectly fine to not like every game that you play. I think that's that's a perfectly reasonable thing to have happen. I've read Traveler. I haven't played it. I tried to make a character. They're super fun to make. And you're right, that's actually a game in of itself. Sorry. Um, for me, 5th edition, I just can't do it. I can't wrap my head around it. I, I find it's too crunchy. It's just not my game, and and that's fine. And I tell people it's not my game, even though I still play in a 5e game, but I have to figure that out, and that's my own thing. Um, yeah, anyway, it's totally cool, and you know what? When you have a not a, the best day, it's hard to get your head wrapped around it. Sometimes it's difficult. All right, so Anchor was a little bit of a goof on that last thing there, but basically the gist of what I was going to say is that my old school group has, you know, tried different games and we've liked some stuff and we haven't liked other things and uh, we kept just sort of rotating and, and trying different things and, and that's cool and some people like things, some people don't like things and sometimes I don't like writing things, whatever. Um, but I, I think it's good to try some different stuff and you know what, if you don't like it, that's cool. I mean... You know, we're, we're all still gamers and you just, you start to learn what your cup of tea is. As a side note, I've never played Vampire uh, Masquerade and I've kind of wanted to, but I don't know. I don't know if I can, I can do the time for it. It feels like it's very campaigny and very big. And the one nice thing about old school stuff is that we can, we can just do one dungeon crawl and call it. Anyway, cheers. Thanks, Shane, for calling in. He's one of the winners of my tavern card giveaway. He's got some tavern cards heading his way here pretty soon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely... What's odd about this one is usually I'm pretty good about adapting to systems. If one of my friends wants to play Pathfinder, I'd learn... I, I'd do my best to learn how to play Pathfinder. I would. Uh, I might not like it the best, but I'd still have fun with it because I'm playing with my friends and we're talking in funny voices and I'm still only, still rolling once. We're good to go on that. Uh, but this one's been difficult because of just the... Just, I've, I've never had a system where I disliked it just outright. Um, so that's what's been difficult for me because I... I because I've always been pretty open about games. I'm not. I'm not real open on about, about board games. Because I'm not really a board game person. I don't mind playing them every once in a while. But like, if the the guys want to, 
Say, say the guys call me up and say, hey, we're going to role play Saturday, all day Saturday. We're role playing d- games, playing D&D and all this other stuff. I am in. If they say they're going to play board games all day Saturday, eh, there's b- probably like a 20% chance I might go. So, I mean, so, but I, for role playing stuff, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy that. And the Vampire Masquerade, it, I, for me, it was more of a, I don't know. We we never really did large campaigns with that. We just kind of played like one shots here and there. We never really got too in depth with it, but we messed around with the system and uh, tried different things. It, it was definitely a novelty back in the day about how they did their their stuff, the way they did their system. Uh, I didn't mind it, you know, at all. It was kind of kind of cool for its time. Today, would I be interested in it? I don't. I don't think so. But maybe my friends would run one, and I'll play a vampire for a while. I don't care. Or a werewolf or whatever you can play during those things. So, But, uh, yeah, again, Shane, thanks for calling in. And maybe someday uh, I can convince you to join my BX game. Hey, man, it's Froth. Enjoying this episode. And just wanted to chime in. I almost always just run published stuff now. I mean, I, I use random tables, and so there's, there, and you know, I'll maybe tweak something or whatever. But part of it for me is kind of like you're talking about a little bit. I never got to run some of this stuff back in the day. I missed out on a lot of it, and you know, I want to run a lot of stuff before I die. I don't want to sound grim, but you know, so there's lots of stuff that uh, that I have lined up or that you know is published stuff that I definitely want to get to and you know I incorporate my own things into it or and infuse a lot of random elements into it but I I love running the old TSR stuff Uh, I'm running the uh, Sinister Secret Assault March for my daughter right now and it's it's going awesome so enjoying the podcast dude see ya that was Froth himself Jeremy Smith he's been one of my uh, I don't know he's been support my work for as long as I can remember so thank you Jeremy for doing that and uh, oh you won was it I see if I can remember it, this what you said the secret sinister sinister secret of salt marsh like tongue twister you won I always remembered it by the you won s1 to you know more than the titles back in the day love those things I, I do like the TSR stuff even though some of it is uh, presumptuous with with character actions and and uh, they always wanted like you know I was just reading I can't remember which one I was reading and it's like you should have like nine to twelve characters of fifth to seventh level and I'm thinking I have never had nine to nine or what did I say nine to twelve I think it was nine to twelve not nine to seven that doesn't make any sense characters it's funny uh but because i most of the time i just run it with you know two one i'm a one to four dm player ratio because i just like that the best because i think i'm able during a session i am able to give everyone quality time because when you get above that it's hard to include include especially in a since i run shorter um, sessions like you know probably about two to three hours I, th- I think most of the time um, it's good to have quality time with each person so they're they're involved and not uh, sitting on the sideline waiting for some something else to do uh, 
Yeah, and then he's got a uh, uh, second comment coming up, so let Froth take it away. Hey, man, it's Froth. And sometimes you're just not going to like a game. Uh, it doesn't happen to me that much because I'm real selective about, you know, what I play. I play something I already know that I like. And I've definitely had scenarios where some of the players were so annoying or the more usually players than the GM, and I've just dropped straight out of the game, you know. Um, for various reasons, but you know, there's nothing wrong with not liking Traveler. I wouldn't overthink it. Just didn't click with you, you know? Uh, enjoying the podcast. Uh, and I tried subbing on your new site, but I think there was something going on with my whatever ad blockers or VPN or something, and it, and it wasn't registering, so I'll, I'm going to do it at my work email, uh, my work uh, computer. Anyway, see you later. Yeah, I, I've dropped out more for players or just just conflict because I, I deal with so much bullshit at work. I am definitely not going to put up with it on my free time, especially when I'm trying to have fun and uh, someone's just being an asshole. I have such a low tolerance for that that and I'm very confrontational with that kind of stuff anyways I'm not one to shy away from calling someone out if they're being one I just I, I'm just kind of wired that way for it and then I'm hoping like when I do that we can talk about it get over it and then have start some you know start having some fun it's kind of like your ver like the version of uh fights when i was a kid nowadays you can't like fart at each other or you get an assault charge but yeah again when i was a kid we used to go out once in a while we get into the fisticuffs you know punch each other in the belly roll around on the ground with headlocks look completely ridiculous and then when you get back up you're like okay you want to play some basketball now and then we go play basketball so that's what i kind of try to achieve you know that that you know okay you get that emotional tenseness in the beginning where you know, that somebody's being an ass, or I'm perceiving them as being an asshole and uh, calling him out on it, hoping something changes and then we can get on with it and have a good time with it. Uh, most of the times that happen now, I mean, people get, get offended by, by so much. People don't like hearing the truth a lot of times. Uh, I don't know why I'm going off on this. You know, when I, I try to be subtle with it at times but when I, when someone's messing with my gaming stuff I tend to be, probably be a little bit more abrupt than I should be but um, I try I try to be a little bit better with that and then and then there's just times when it's just time to go you just have to, to bail on a game um, and I've only had to do that ah gosh these I want to say in the last, oh, I'm going to say 10 years, I've, I've, I left one game because of just personal personality conflicts. I had no interest in, in gaming with uh, a particular person. And, it, and it's, not, it's not like he was a bad person. He wasn't being, you know, malicious. And he wasn't just kind of being a grief, grief, griefer and just going out of his way. He just made it, he was just annoying. Oh my God, was he annoying. And I just, I just decided I wanted to spend my Monday nights with different, doing something different because all I would do is get 
pissed off about it. And, and at, the, at that time, that was my problem, not his problem. Because he was who he was, you know. So, but sometimes that happens. You, you know, you just got to gotta be aware enough to, to just call it sometimes. Hey, Tim, this is Ray from over at Plundergrounds. I liked your episode on prep. I always like episodes on prep, actually. It's a fun thing to think about. What's interesting is what we say and what we do are often two different things. I used to use my own stuff all the time. I used to generate all my own stuff. And making your own stuff is cool. It's one way of really owning your material and knowing it from back to front. But, of course, it's limiting in the sense that um, everybody's ideas together have more range and depth than your own ideas alone will, unless you're an extremely creative thinker. Lately, I have been using more canned materials and kind of stitching them together. In fact, I think the best way to do it is to be kind of a hybrid person where you have just lots of little bits from different places in your notebook and in your head that you can bring together at the table. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm at right now, doing the hybrid stuff, doing a, bringing in pieces from different places and then doing my own stuff. The The problem with, with that is I'm having a harder time organizing it all because I have different uh, bits from this adventure and then I'm grabbing material from... Uh, you know, another book and then some, maybe somebody's blog post, and then, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of my own stuff and trying to make it into a coherent thing sometimes is not a real, wouldn't say coherent, uh, uh, a, a organized situation where when we go back to things like recently we've canceled like the last couple of weeks of my, of my recent game because of scheduling conflicts and then trying to retrace those uh you can hear me driving guys the tires are squeaking because the ice it's negative six here with a negative 27 well wind chill right now anyways but just organizing it so when the players ask me when we're trying to pick up a plot thread or story thread and and then we're like, what's that NPC's character's name? And I'm just like, oh, shit, where's that at? Where's that piece of paper? Where's that Where's that adventure at? You know, so that's the only thing that causes me a little conflict with doing the hybrid stuff. Even though I'm, I'm not going to change, I just have to find a better way of cataloging or organizing notes. And anybody who's listened to my podcast know that's that's been an on or ongoing struggle for me for a long time hey man total lawyer here just want to congratulate you on the new website i'm gonna check it out as soon as i get some of the energy to get off my drunk lazy ass and <laughs> shoot over the computer um it's a good job dude uh yeah please keep the old podcast i have something or the old um uh the old blogger account rather because i have something over there that i bookmarked a long time ago i look back on many time it's your site about how uh, the economics of creating a zine. You know what I mean? How, what printer to buy? What 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 stapler to buy? All that kind of stuff. It's fantastic, and I still want to do it. I'm going to take part in a zine thing. You know, I'm not going to do the Kickstarter deal that you guys are all going to do. I'm going to do my own little thing because I can't just because I don't like credit. I also don't like somebody paying me in advance for something. So I'm going to do that. Um, in any case, hope it all is well, dude. Uh, Where's Ivy? What's up? I haven't heard her in a long time on this uh, Yanker stuff, so 
Hope all is well. Have a good uh, good day. Take care. Joe the lawyer. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, get off that drunk, lazy ass and get over there. <laughs> uh, the yeah, the blog's gonna the blogger my old blogger site's gonna stay up. I'm not gonna drop it because I just don't want those weird ads or Russian porn on there or you know uh, that kind of thing. The uh, sites you're talking about, the, the, I've talked about this before, guys. Like February coming up Friday, the Kickstarter is going to be doing the Zine Quest thing, and they're going to feature Zine Kickstarters. And I got all excited about it, but you know, then freaking work decided to just dump uh, a ton of. <laughs> difficultness on me and so I've kind of been preoccupied with doing that working it over and and going home and I haven't really I haven't even done anything for my Patreon this month I've got stuff I've got I don't know how much stuff like in various stage of finishnessnessness but uh, I haven't had the power to you know get it over the goal line so to speak hope to do that soon but joe yeah uh, i'm gonna do an updated version of that page uh, i i'm going to because the gosh i i, I want to say i probably made that five years ago so i kind of want to update it because it's definitely aged a little bit and prices have definitely changed um, and i and i like to look at the economics of stuff too just do I expect to make a ton of money? No, but I definitely want to know if I'm like, am I blowing money out the tube when I'm doing this stuff? Because I, I where, where if I'm going to send out a bunch of stuff, I want a little money in return so I can buy somebody else's shit. You know, that's that's why I, I do what I do. I, there's a reason why the postmaster knows my name, my first name and my last name and probably knows my middle name by now. But... Uh, it's uh, just an important process of stuff. Of knowing your prices, you know, just being responsible and then knowing how much you're putting out and how much you're getting back. I think if you're gonna do it, do it, do it right. Uh, and it, it's kind of an interesting, I don't know, business experiment if you will i don't know the kickstarter thing i don't know if i'm going to do because what i want because before if i was going to do a kickstarter i would want pretty much everything done before i i even put it out there like i i would want my i would want it all written out and if i was doing a kickstarter it would be to maybe fund some more artwork or uh you know along those lines so I'm still considering whether I'm going to do a Kickstarter because I don't really have anything written up and I was going to have this one project going, but I, you know, way my workload is right now, who knows? I, I don't know. I'm always seem to be wading, you know, hip ass deep in shit all the time. So, uh, we'll see. Um, I'm hoping like if I can help anybody else do it, I will be more than glad to help anybody else. But I'm going to try to do something, like Joe said. Like while I might not do a Kickstarter, I'm going to try to do something for February for uh, for some sort of zine thing. I think it'd be kind of cool to make it sort of a 
annual thing. You know how they have Nano, what is NaNoWriMo or whatever, the na Novel Writing Month, National Write Novel Writing Month. Gosh, it's been forever since I did that. But use February's because it's kind of, you know, uh, what do you want to, appropriate that it's the shortest month. So, like, do a zine month where people just take the month out and make a zine and put it out there. I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, lunchtime's over. It was over a while ago. I'm late to getting work back, but I don't really care. <laughs> I really, really don't. It's, it's like negative, what did I say, out. And, yeah, and I've been running around all day in this freezing stuff, so. Uh, all right, guys, stay warm. For those of you in north of me and are even getting hurt, you know, getting it worse and get some games on and uh, roll better than me. We'll talk to you soon.